0: Hello, everybody. This is Joel Junker. And this is another episode of the Cameron Brooks podcast above and beyond. And today we're going to be talking about interviewing. And this is one of my favorite subjects to talk about. Uh, because um, I enjoy teaching interviewing probably of the, all the things I know here at Cameron Brooks, from helping people strategically line up an, uh, a strategy in the transition to managing a career. I probably know the most about interviewing, so I love talking about this. Well, it is also probably one of the things that most people least look forward to doing in an interview, getting in front or in the transition, getting in front of people and having to talk about themselves. I mean, it is pretty strange, right? Um, When we were in person, you would knock on a door, go into a room that you've never met somebody before and tell them a little bit about yourself. Now, we've made it even stranger by doing it. Uh, virtually as well and so today i am going to talk about the six biggest interviewing mistakes to avoid in the military to business transition now to be clear these are actually interviewing mistakes that happen in the interviewing totally all separate of uh, uh, best practices and mistakes that are done in preparing to interview ahead of time and talking about what you actually do in the interview things that you should be aware of and avoiding and i'm actually using our new transition guide that we've uploaded into our transition resources section uh, to uh, facilitate the conversation here. So the first big mistake that we have listed in that transition guide, we called it self-deprecation. So self-deprecation in the interview actually comes up in terms of lacking some confidence or recognizing that you as a military officer don't have all of the necessary functional business skills in the transition to from the military to the business world. And so in a way of like trying to endear yourself to the recruiters, you say things like, well, I don't have sales experience. However, I have you know, goal orientation and I have uh, ability to operate independently. Or in a question, you might say something like, I've not sold a product in a hospital environment before, or I've not necessarily led a lean initiative before. And so in self-deprecating, I always liken it to like you, you yourself, you're like a Ferrari. You're just like this phenomenal car. You know, automobile, it looks great and it and, and just has a lot of power. And the company gets really excited looking at it and, and you're selling this Ferrari, that's yourself. And you say, I know you're really excited about this Ferrari, but let me take this ball bat and dent it for you a couple times. You don't need to do that. Instead, talk about what you do have. Or another way to look at this is be cup half full and not cup half empty. So if somebody says, well, what is your sales experience? In an interview, you wouldn't say, well, I don't have sales experience. You would say, I have experience in setting goals, developing plans to reach those goals. I have experience with, if it was manufacturing, I have experience in manufacturing related environments where I had to create maintenance and increase the operational readiness for an organization, lead people. So you talk about what you have, not what you don't have. And when you ask questions, Ask questions from the standpoint of of trying to learn more about the opportunity and how you could do a good job, not highlighting what you don't know. The second big mistake is confusing in the interview the priorities of needs. You have needs, the person recruiting and interviewing you also has needs. The person interviewing you needs takes priority in the interview. Do your needs matter? Absolutely, but in the interview, you got to recognize the company has an open position. It's designed to create value for the inter- for the company, and for the interviewing. Until you get the offer, the in the interviewing has to be about your ability to solve their needs, your interest in solving their needs, and this can sneak out in in certain ways, like. Hey, what are you look, they might ask, hey, what are you looking to do with your career? What do you want to do? Well, I want to work on sustainability projects, and I want to work on uh, initiatives that um, will allow me to travel, or I want to be in a role where I'm going to be mentored and I'm going to be developed. Are those things that are important? Absolutely. Should they be into consideration in your decision-making of where do you go to work? Absolutely. Should you talk about that in an interview? With them, no, because that's about what you want. Even though it sounds good, you should be talking about, I want to use my project management to to lead initiatives that deliver value for customers. I want to streamline operations and make uh, operations more efficient and profitable. I want to use my problem-solving or analytical skills. That's the type of things that give and give and give. Likewise, your questions which we'll get talk about in a minute, should go more about what how you can do a good job in the role versus what you would get out of the role. And we'll talk about questions as one of the other mistakes. But having the mentality of, I need to be thinking about how I can solve their problem. We've all been there before in, in, in being in a purchasing position. We want to buy something. And the person selling to us is more concerned about, what they want or what they like about the product and service and not taking time to really dig in, to find out what's important to us. It's the same way in interviewing, focus on them. They're the customer. Do your needs and requirements matter? Absolutely. And they matter when you get, start getting yeses, let's go to the next step. Should you go to the next step? Now you can decide, should I go? When you get an offer, should I accept it? Those matter. You might be wondering, well, how am I going to find out if they meet my needs if I don't ask them? I promise you, when you give, you will get. When you give, demonstrate what you can bring. When you ask questions demonstrating your interest in doing a good job, you will learn more about how to do a good job. Another common mistake when interviewing is using pronouns appropriately. You want to use more I in interviewing. I know it's counter to what you've done in the military where you give we you give credit to everybody else. But see in an interview the recruiters they won't specifically close their eyes but they're going to imagine in you. I always say though you got to think about they're closing their eyes and are going to imagine you doing something in their environment. The natural tendency will be to be talking about an accomplishment and using a lot of we where we then came up with a new idea how to inspect the vehicles and submit the maintenance documents well when you say it that way you don't specifically lay out how you did it or what your role is so it's very difficult for the recruiter to know what your leadership was in that so to compare that to I invited my non-commissioned officers to map out the process for inspecting the vehicles. From there, I led them through the three best practices and I delegated to my senior non-commissioned officer to implement them and my, another one to inspect the maintenance documents to be turned in appropriately. Notice how specific that became when I used I versus we. And then if I go back to this, the recruiter is imagining you in the role. With those specifics, they can do that. Sometimes you'll be asked questions. How do you solve problems? How do you manage projects? What's your leadership style? So they're asking you what the method is. The tendency will be to say, well, you first do this. You do this as if you as an interviewer are teaching them how to do something. No, no. Turn around. I lead teams by first setting goals and objectives. I do that by getting with my boss and stakeholders and getting their input, then taking those objectives to my team. Not you set goals and objectives, then you go to your boss. That's teaching them to do it versus taking possession of how you specifically do it, who are giving the answer. Now, the problem that can arise from using all these I answers is that you can come across with a big ego, right? So you got to find opportunities to give credit to the other people on your team and to the non-commissioned officers that did such great things. The fourth big mistake is not answering questions bottom line up front. The natural tendency when a recruiter asks you a question is like, I've got to give them a lot of background or they'll never understand all this. They'll never get this. However, bottom line up front, your answer. I led an initiative to improve the maintenance readiness rate for 16 vehicles that rose it above 90%. That bottom line up of the ask me a question about a significant accomplishment, I delivered the answer. When they asked me a question about what location I prefer, I say, I prefer this location and here's why. In, in an interview, You've got to answer questions bottom line up front, not abruptly. Not abruptly, but specifically in bottom line up front. And most often, this bottom line up front relates to um, answering questions that are what we call significant accomplishments. You know you're getting a significant accomplishment question when they say, tell me about a time, give me an example of a time. So they want a specific time for you in the, in the military, when you did something. And so you want a bottom line up front and up for, right away. And a good bottom line up front says what you starts with I has an action verb. It's followed by a result and it's specific. So it sounds something like this. I created a system to track statistics for 360 soldiers that it increased the accuracy from 88% to 99%. So I created a system that increased the accuracy of the reporting and had a number. And the reason I like the number is that we get numbers in business, it makes it real. Now, can you always use a number? No, maybe it's the first time that you've done this. Maybe it was adopted across the organization as the standard. Maybe it helped the unit get deployed on time. Those types of things can be used as well. But what is a good bottom line up front? It answers the question in one sentence. It's easy to understand. It says what you did, and you use I, and it's got a result, ideally quantified. Don't background the beginning. Otherwise, you're going to lose the recruiter. You'll lose the interviewer. You go to the background second, not right first. I know it sounds a little counterintuitive, but if you don't do the bluff right away, you're going to lose them. Where are they going with this answer? So good bottom line up front. The fifth mistake, memorizing answers. In other words, this could be titled canned answers. I get this a lot. Joel, if we're all using the same formulas, are we going to sound the same? No. You will if you memorize them. But if you use the formula and the method to help guide your answers, to keep them on track, you will be a precise communicator. You'll make sense. You'll... Make points that are succinct and supported and specific. But if you memorize the, method, the answer and the method, it's going to sound like walking up to a vending machine and saying, give me this can. Rolls out the prepackaged answer. And companies don't like that. They want to get to know the real you. And you absolutely can give genuine, natural answers that follow an outline. That's the method. It follows an outline. So we don't want you to sound like me. We don't want you to sound like any other Cameron Brooks recruiter. We don't want you to sound like PCS, Career. Eric. We want you to sound like you. The way you do that is you use the method to organize your answer. You use the method to follow, but the content inside of it is yours. It's unique and genuine to you, and you don't memorize it. It's ideal to bulletize it. Yes, practice verbalizing it. You know, there's this term that gets used around in business right now, riffing on it. So you don't like a riff on this and be able to like play off of things. And the last big mistake is missing, missing the boat on questions. What are the purpose of questions? The purpose of questions is to demonstrate your interest in doing the role. The companies really want to make sure that the person that they pursue to a follow-up interview The person that they hire ultimately is interested. They're going to be investing in you. And the way that you can demonstrate interest and also building rapport is asking good questions. Because companies appreciate the research that you've done. What should your questions be about? In the initial interview, they should really be around the nature of the work. Because remember, that's the problem the company wants solved. The question should be a learning more about how you can do a good job. So let's say you're interviewing, and I'll just make these uh, the example a simpler example. Maybe it's a manufacturing team leader role at a biopharmaceutical plant making COVID vaccine, and they just expanded the facility. Your question might revolve around: um, In this role, I'm leading a shift of, of 15 people. Tell me how the expansion of the facility has impacted the capacity of the production line that the team will be leading. How did it impact the quality? What types of unique scenarios might I be involved with in feeling new equipment while the expansion is going on? Those demonstrate my interest in getting in the role and doing a good job versus Tell me about my team. Just a general, weak, average question. How are you going to train me? Like, hey, I'm not ready. Tell me more of what, you're gonna, what tools you're going to give me. How will I be measured? Again, gen, general. Taking questions. You know, at what point would I be starting to consider for the next position? How long might I be on shifts? So you want to ask questions that are about Hey, tell me more how I can get in there and do a good job. Put once I'm in the role, how am I going to be able to really make an impact? That's got to be the mindset of the question. So what do you do ahead of time? You prepare a few questions that are ready to go just in case. But during the interview, during the interview, you're going to be asking probably questions throughout. And the key of asking questions throughout is listen to what they're talking about and find subjects of things that they're talking about that interest you that you want to learn more about. And ask questions, be curious, keep that conversation flowing. So there it is. The six biggest interviewing mistakes to avoid in a military to business transition. Self-deprecating. Remember, you have done these things. Maybe not directly, but, but relative, relating to them. Relative skill set. You've done things like this. Be confident. Be cup half full. Focus on the company's problem being that solution. Take possession of your answers. Use I and give credit to other people. Answer questions bottom line up front, especially in those significant accomplishments. Don't memorize your answers. Instead, follow a method and let them genuinely see who you are and ask really good questions that demonstrate your interest in solving their problem and doing a good job in the role. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions about interviewing tips, curiosities, you can email me directly at junker at cameron For those of you that are not a part of the Cameron Brooks program, you listen to this and you'd like to have a free coaching session on how to get ready to interview or a coaching session on um, career transitions, please contact us at candidates at cameron-brooks.com or even contact me directly at jjunker at cameron